Thank you so much. Um, oh, um, yeah, thanks. Thank you. Um, I kind of, obviously I want to express my appreciation and say thanks and all of that. And I, I, I kind of want to do that by telling a story which I think encapsulates um, just our journey here and what we are um, being launched from. Uh, you know, me and Ashling, we, we came in 2013 and we did two years of school revival and we graduated from the school. And at the time, San Diego was already in our heart. Um, but there was many, many, many type of obstacles in the way, especially in terms of uh, immigration and visas and finances. And, you know, for the first two years of us being here, we couldn't work. So we, again, we had to be dependent, like Ashling said, on the body of Christ. And, um, and you guys all came through above and beyond, or God came through, through you all um, in many different ways. But it approached the end of the school in 2015, and we, we really didn't know whether or not our journey in the United States was going to come to an end. And really, our journey, for our journey to continue, uh, we, would required, we were required to be sponsored by a church, and uh, to be covered and provided for in terms of the government, et cetera, et cetera. And to cut a long story short, we had, a, we had a meeting with uh, Duncan and Kate. We had Thai food, you remember that? On, uh, on Glenwood. And, um, and I'll be honest, me and Ashling, we went along thinking, this is the end of the road. Uh, you know, it's been great. It's been an awesome two years. We've grown so much. And now we go back to, to our home, home nation. And... Um, but actually, we sat down and, and uh, Duncan and JT began to speak to us. And essentially, this is what, what they said. Um, we, we don't have any money. <laughs> and we don't have anything for you to do. But we're going to believe God for the money. And we're going to find something for you to do. Because we love you. And we're going to create a place for you. And your job right from this moment is just to be you. And it's the most beautiful thing that has ever been spoken to me and probably ever will. Because in that exchange, we were sat in front of leaders who were saying, um, it's not about what you do. It's not about how you perform. It's not about a title or a role or a position. It's simply about you being you in our community. And then I remember Duncan said this. He said, you guys are diamond in the rough. I hope you don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> I didn't take it the wrong way. Um, because me and Ashling were aware more than anyone. That from the outside looking in, there was nothing that communicated from our lives at that time that would say that we are diamonds on the inside. And... Um, you know, no one was lining up to give us an opportunity. There was, we weren't surrounded by people who saw that very thing that Duncan had spoken out. He says, but you guys are diamond in the rough, and we are committed to create a platform under your feet upon which you can flourish and be launched into your future. <laughs> and... Um, 
and for that and, and that is the essence of our time here that God in all of his grace has planted us in a community and around leadership who absolutely believe the best for us and has created room and opportunity um, and a platform. Here we are. Here we are, five years later, with that word fulfilled. Um, and so we are eternally grateful for you guys, especially Duncan, Kate, Murray, Ash, JT and Kathy and just everyone. You know, I could literally, I could just go row to row and just call out everyone's names. You just, we have fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters, aunties and uncles, sons, daughters, cousins, nieces, nephews. It's, we just got the whole, we, it's up, down and sideways. We just, and you know, it's, that's why it's costing us. <laughs> because although we are going on into what we believe God has for us, it comes at a great cost. Um, Psalm 92, 13 says, planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. And, um, and so wherever we've went, Ashling and I and our family, we've committed to planting roots, understanding that when we invest our lives into a church, into an environment, into a place of business, then the promise of scripture is that we will flourish. And so although it costs us, we reap far more than what we gave. Um, but the problem with roots is it's very difficult to uproot if you've invested because roots require investment and investment requires you to be real. And we've committed to be real. And real means all of the mess. Real means, <laughs> real means uh, staying relationally connected with people when it gets difficult. Often more times than it's easy but the ability to stay in relationship and to persevere and to overcome and to stay planted and to remain invested. That's the church, folks. That's the church. And so me and Ashling, we are being uprooted, but we will be replanted in the place of our calling and our destiny. And, um, and I was thinking about this, you know, Planting a church is just planting people, really. And, uh, and me and Ashling are gonna plant ourselves in a city, <laughs> believing that through us and through our lives and through the others who he brings around us to plant their lives into the community, then we'll see a city transformed. And um, I was actually this morning, my oldest daughter, Raya, she continues to uh, be the prophet of our house, you know. <laughs> and uh, so she's in our bed this morning when I, and I wake up and I'm kind of, you know, I'm one eye open and she's kind of looking at me. And, she, and I'm half awake and half asleep and she says, Daddy, how do you plan a church? <laughs> I said, I wanted to say I haven't got a clue, but I hope the Holy Spirit helps me. <laughs> but I did say, I said, with the Holy Spirit's help, she says, yeah, but how? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and sometimes when she, you know, parents of children, you ask these questions like, do I just make it simple or do I just speak as if they were adults, you know? 
And it was one of those moments where I'm like, look, baby, it's, it's the church is people. And he says, how you plant a church is that you just gather people together, united in the pursuit of God. And as we come together with two or three gathered in his presence, he promises to be there. And that's the church. And then she says, so then do you build around that? <laughs> I said, yeah. <laughs> and then she said this, we should build a fire pit. <laughs> yeah. And she, and she said, with the fire pits in the middle and all of the people sit round and round and round the fire. And I thought, well, there it is. That's my sermon this morning. If anyone ever asked me, how do you plant a church? What are you going to do when you get there? Well, we're going to plant ourselves and we're going to build a fire pit. <laughs> and uh, we're going to see what happens. <laughs> Give me a sec here. Um, but you know, I kind of want to talk a little bit about the church. Ashling said it right at the beginning there. We committed to love the church, Ashling and I. And, um, uh, but I think the church is in crisis. Um, you know, it's when you look at, especially social media has uh, magnified the dysfunction within the church in our inability to be unified and to love one another. And, you know, the final, the final revelation of the church is a bride, pure and spotless, who he is one day returning for. A bride who is whole and integrated and loves herself. And what I see as I look throughout church history and what I see even in this moment, in this hour, with the turmoil and the, the societal instability is that the church rises up with a voice, but more often not, it's a church that criticizes the church. And, um, and we're a bride who self-harms. We're a bride who suffers domestic violence. We're a church in civil war. We're a church at the mercy of friendly fire more than we are of love for one another. And it's kinda like in Matthew 5 in the demonized man of Gadarenes up in that cave, tormented, and it says that he cut himself with stones. And, um, and we're gonna plant a church, but at the absolute heart and the essence of it is our desire to see the church love herself again, right? <laughs> to see the church in a city be one. You know, when God looks at a city, he only sees one church. In theological terms, the church is all believers for all time. It's that simple. United in his, in his eyes, he looks at the earth and he sees one church. He looks throughout 2,000 years of church history and he sees one church. He looks at a city and sees one church, a town, one church. Not the Baptist or the Methodist or the Pentecostals or the Catholics. And for a thousand years, the church was united. A thousand years. And then we, 
And then we had a disagreement about theology. And so we had the great schism and the East and the West split down the middle. And then for another 500 years, we had two churches. And then the Protestant Reformation began. And whilst it was absolutely in spite of God and needed to happen, the negative side of that incredible moment in history is that we continue to divide and divide and divide and divide and divide. And, uh, and church experts estimate that there's at least 45,000 denominations. <laughs> 45,000 different denominations. And most of those denominations were started because probably there were two people in a church who disagreed about what they believed the truth was and because at the center of their unity was what they thought truth was, when they came across disagreement with someone, they decided, well, we're, we're not the same. We can't, we can't be together. We're not unified. You're not the church. You're not a believer because you don't believe what I believe and I believe the truth. And you're believing a lie. And folks, we do it all the time. It happens all the time. You just need to read social media threads and people going backwards and forwards against each other, arguing over what truth is, not realizing that truth is a person. <laughs> and we're a divided bride cutting ourselves with stones over truth, not realizing that our husband is the truth and is returning for us one day. So, I wanna kinda of pause here, just in your heart. Folks, if there's anything within your heart in this moment that has judged and has been cynical and has spoken or has thought about a denomination or a church body or the title of a church, or the, or the particular, whether it's the Baptists, or the Eastern Orthodox, or the Catholics, and if you believe the Pope is the Antichrist, and if you believe, and if you believe uh, Joel Osteen is, is the Antichrist, or whatever it is, guys, we would just, we would watch the documentary on Netflix called The American Gospel, and it's just one part of the church absolutely decimating another part of the church. It's devastating. Standing in this place of judgment and saying, you don't, you're not the same as us. You don't believe, you're not, you're not a Christian. You're not real, you're false. We need to snuff you out. I just wanna, we're gonna, I'm gonna move on, but if there's, some, if there's folks here and you have something in your heart, especially if you have something in your heart toward, I felt this strongly this morning, especially if you have something in your heart toward the leadership of a church, that you got hurt in. And you felt burned or misunderstood. And you left in offense. But you carried the offense with you and it sits there. And I wanna say, what does forgiveness look like? What does unity look like? What does love look like? What does believing the best look like? And maybe that we could all just come to this place because unity begins when we stop dividing. And division comes when we harbor something in our heart toward another brother or sister. 
The church is great, God's greatest idea. <laughs> the church is God's greatest idea. Um, there's a great scripture, an interpretation of the message uh, in Ephesians 1, 23. And uh, Paul says, he says at the center of this, what he's meaning is that the, the few verses before that have said, you know, Christ has been elevated and raised from the dead by the power of God and he's now seated in heavenly places and he's far above every rule and power and dominion and name and title that can be given. And then he says, and at the center of this rulership, Christ reigns through the church. And the message puts it like this. It says, the church is not peripheral to the world, but the world is peripheral to the church. For the church is Christ's body, through whom he acts and speaks and fills all things with his presence. Come on. That's how important we are. That's how The church is the means through which God communicates to the world. It's absolutely mind-boggling. It's amazing. The church is God's greatest idea. He's writing a little bit later in Ephesians 3.10. And he says, he begins to speak about him being a minister of the gospel to the Gentiles and this grace that has been given to him and that he is the least of all the saints but God has chosen in his wisdom to raise Paul up to be a minister of the gospel and he begins to describe the gospel as a mystery. This mystery that has been kept hidden until now and the mystery of the gospel has been revealed through the church. And now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God has been revealed to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose. Folks, listen to that. The first scripture I said was about to the earth. And then this scripture says, no, 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 it's even beyond the earth. It's to the heavenly places. That we, the church, that God takes us and he puts us on display. Where? To the, to the cosmos. And he says, this is what I'm like. And there's an indication there that even within the heavenly places there was this mystery about what his nature was, about what he was truly like. And it's only when his son lays down his life for the love of the church that even the cosmos gets a true insight into his nature, which is love. The church is God's greatest idea. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. <laughs> he's talking about you. Because you are the church, and the church is God's greatest idea, because people are God's greatest idea. Murray's been speaking this a lot recently. And it's this statement, you know, the church, 
doesn't have a mission, the mission has a church, right? Um, and God's mission is the reconciliation of all things. Paul's right into the Colossians. He says, it's all things on heaven, all things on earth. There's that dualism again. It's everything. It's all encompassing. It's all, it's all of it. It's all of the created order is looking to be reconciled in the heart of God through his love. And that mission of reconciliation has a church. <laughs> and we are that church who have been commissioned to go. This is Matthew 28, right? Go and baptize the nations in the, Father, the, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them all that I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you till the end of the age. There it is again, Christ through his church on the mission, teaching them what? All that I have commanded, which is what? To love a new command I give you, love one another, because how else will the world know that you are my disciples? Christ in the church, on mission to the world, to the ends of the earth, manifesting and shining the love of God through us. Um, the last time I preached, I made this statement at the beginning. I'm gonna share it again. Because God loves me, I can love me. And when I love me, I'm really able to love you. And when I love you, I truly love him back. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's what I call the rhythm of love. It's from him to me, through me, to the world. And folks, that's the church. The church is a body of believers who are in him and who have access to his nature, which is love. And he desires to release that love to us and through us to those who do not yet know that he loves them. That's the gospel. And that's the mission. A few months ago, again, the prophet spoke. <laughs> I was in my car and uh, we were waiting for Ashling. She was doing something and I was just waiting with the engine running, ready to go. And in the back, Karis starts singing this little jingle about loving Jesus. It was very cute. And, um, and, uh, and she kind of finished and then Raya started singing it too. So they were singing this little jingle about loving Jesus together. It was awesome. And I'm kind of just sat there in the front just like just enjoying it, you know. And then they kind of finished, and, and, and I, then I said to them, I said, but guys, what's the most important thing about love? Because I'd been teaching them. What's the most important thing about love? And they both said in unison, that Jesus loves us. I said, that's right. That Jesus loves you is the most important thing in all of the world, that you always remember that Jesus loves you. And then Raya, there was a pause, and then Raya says, hey, Daddy, guess what? I said, yeah. And she says, Jesus loves San Diego too. <laughs> and, uh, and I just, I was like, yeah, that's exactly right, Ash, uh, Raya. And I said, and you know, that's why Jesus is inviting our family to go there. 
because there are people in San Diego who don't know this yet. And that is, it's the essence of the church. And it's the essence of why me and Ashling have committed our lives to see that manifest. And, but I want to reiterate that it's not just for folks up here with a microphone. It's especially for you guys who will never get to stand on a platform. And we have uh, often monopolized what is a valuable, what is a value to God in the kingdom. And whether it's preaching or worship or the evangelist's call and people coming forward to the altar to give their lives to God. And I wanna say, no, no, no. Within God's economy of value, the whole church is of value because the whole church is uniquely created in him to do good works that he had prepared in advance for us to do. And my job is not more important than your job. And your job is not more important or less important than your neighbor's job. Because in its essence, the job is to love. Wherever you go, allow the rhythm to flow through you. Who in your world needs to encounter the invisible God through your visible presence? Who in your world needs to encounter the invisible God through your visible presence? You know, God could reveal himself to anyone, but it's, it's, he's chosen to limit himself to his body. That he could show, and he does show up, right? We know this about in the Middle East in these various extreme situations and circumstances throughout history that the person of Jesus shows up and begins to minister to people. But 99.99% of his plan is that he would reveal himself through you. That you are the missionary with the message on mission. Who in your world needs to encounter the invisible God through your visible presence? You are that encounter. And I wanna pray this morning as I come to a close. Um, I want to pray that we would all get the revelation that we have a mission. It's God's mission. And he's chosen to use his church as the primary vehicle to put on display his love to a world that doesn't know him. So if you want to stand, I'm going to pray. First of all, I'm gonna pray John 17, 20. It's a prayer of unity for us. And then we're gonna pray that, we're gonna, we're gonna pray for, the, for just that mantle of just the boldness to go and share his love with the world. John 17, 20 says this, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message. He's talking about the apostles, but then he's talking about us, the church. All believers for all time throughout two millennia. It's that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. 
May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. As I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. As I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. That's our prayer, folks. That's my prayer for us this morning. <laughs> that we would know what we are one with Christ Jesus. And if that revelation gets in us at a deep enough level, you'll be driven with absolute boldness to put on display to the world that doesn't yet know that he loves them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Fill us with the revelation of our oneness and our purpose and our mission and that we are the vehicle that you have chosen to display your love to the world. So good. Thank you. So good. So good. Thank you, Michael. Just take a moment in your own heart to ask the Holy Spirit for that download, that revelation for yourselves. Ask it. Ask Him for it. It's His desire to give us what we wish. So ask Him for that revelation of the mission, of your purpose, of the, the mandate for reconciliation. Make it personal to you. Ask him for courage and for boldness. Ask him for that, that revelation of the oneness that you have with him, that he would take you deeper. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We thank you for your presence. Explode on the inside of each one of us right now with the truth of our union with Christ and our inclusion in the mission of heaven. Thank you, Lord. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a moment to um, pray for Michael and Ashling and pray for the team that are going to San Diego. And um, we're gonna... Pray for a little bit with the, with the cameras rolling. We're gonna then draw the meeting to a close and just keep praying, okay? And uh, if you if have an opportunity, if you wanna come and pray, um, in a minute, you'll be able to pray. We just wanna remind you of the requirements to wear a mask if you can't social distance. But right now, I wanna invite my, um, Ashling and Raya and um, Karis, if they're still here, and Duncan and Kate and Ash to come up and... Um, and we're gonna pray together as a team and we're going to um, have you stretch out your hands and invite you to pray as well. And then we're, gonna, uh, then we're going to um, invite our, uh, the rest of the team, which will be um, the Anabalis and, um, no, in a minute. And um, Greg and Lauren and Felix and Ashley uh, to come. Uh, as well. So we're going to do that in just a minute, but we're going to start here with uh, Michael and Ashling and the girls.
bit of oil, symbolizing the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which well, we want to pour over. Well, I think we can safely say, everybody, they're ready. What do you think? Michael and Ashling, heaven have never ever once stopped believing in the two of you from before time began. When God had it on His heart for San Diego to be a city, He thought of you two. And He thought of this moment and He saved the best till now. And you're going to San Diego is going to forever change the destiny and the course of the entire population of that city. And not just that city, but the beautiful state of California. And not just California, but this beautiful, wonderful nation of the United States of America that God founded and purposed. And you are gonna thwart all of the wily schemes of the enemy. You probably won't even realize it as you put your little hands into your heavenly daddy's big hands and you just hold on tightly, let him hold on tightly to you and you hold on tightly to him. You'll just be like us, just bimbling along, having so much fun and joy, being the church, leading the church, doing miracles, signs and wonders, loving with his love. And you'll be giving the devil a bloody nose constantly, like little children. And he won't even, you won't, you won't even know he's there getting hammered because the Lord your God is with you. Dan, can I oh, say something? Go ahead. Yeah. Do, do you have a cell phone? I left my cell phone. Do, do you have a Bible? It's Doesn't our it? joy as our leaders just to commend you to the body, to the wider body and to see that you've been faithful to the call. You came here seven years ago in your heart knowing that one day this was gonna happen, that you were gonna be sent out, released, raised up, and commissioned, commissioned with Jesus. And you know, we speak to you as a couple that did that. We left Toronto and came here. And with excitement in our heart, a little bit of fear and trepidation, which is normal whenever we say yes to obedience. And you've had many steps of yes to being obedient, to even coming to Raleigh for this season. And we just wanna commend you as a family, as ambassadors, and as a spiritual son and daughter of this house and of Catch the Fire, to go in our name and plant that church first love with that message of the first love. And, you know, we've just been so blessed that you have been committed to the body of Christ. Yeah. That you have loved the church. That is a precious thing when we love and honor the vehicle that God chose to be the primary um, vehicle in the kingdom, His church. And His church isn't perfect, but it's beautiful because it's made up of broken people that are being transformed into the image, being prepared to take her place in the end times. And, And you are revealing the glorious transformation of the body to the world. There's hope because Jesus lives and He comes and transforms us, takes our little and gives us everything. 
And so it's our joy and honor today to, to send you out as apostles. We send you to go and to yeah. plant and that the Holy Spirit will bring the increase and He will water and He will cause what He has put in you and the vision and the blueprints of heaven to be manifest in the natural. Yeah. But now thus says the Lord who created you and who formed you, Michael and Ashling, Raya and Karis. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine, my treasured possession, my polished diamonds. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. And I have lit a flame of fire upon your heads. Whoa! To be the awesome leaders of First Love Church, San Diego, a Catch the Fire partner church. And it's our joy today, Murray and Ash and Kate and I, on behalf of this church family that we're a part of here, to stand here today and to say that heaven has chosen you for this. And we agree. And we declare that 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 office, so to speak, that that place of ruling and reigning in the city of San Diego on behalf of the Kingdom of Heaven that is waiting for you both, that there's an anointing for you guys, that you're stepping into that anointing today and that anointing of the Holy Spirit will enable you to do immeasurably more than you could ever ask or imagine or think. And the first love, San Diego will be an awesome citywide shaking church that will reach the nations. And we bless you today, the four of you, to be completely coated in the liquid golden honey of the Lord and in the power of God Almighty, the Maker of heaven and earth, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to cover you and to fill you and to carry you and to propel you and to bless you outrageously and for the favour of the Lord to be upon you, for His face to shine upon you, for Him to be your first love, for for Him to forever be your companions and best friends and for Him to always fill you with wisdom that you'll always know what to do next, that you'll always make the right steps, that even when you make mistakes, He'll always write them, that you will never fail because He goes with you and because you're with Him and you're on His mission like you preached this morning. In Jesus' Name. Well. Yeah, we, we declare that heaven is backing the Finnan family up. We declare that right now into the atmosphere and we bless you guys to go in the power of the Holy Spirit, to be led by the Spirit, to walk in step with the Spirit, to stay in step with the Spirit and to walk in the abundance of His blessing as a family. We bless San Diego to open up and receive you in Jesus' mighty Name. We declare that the hills 
and the trees and the valleys and the ocean will sing as you set foot on the ground and that there would be many people whose hearts and lives are transformed because of you and the ministry that the Lord is, is, is opening up for you guys in Jesus' Name. Yeah, so church family, just stretch out your hands in agreement to them. We just declare over them the Isaiah 61 anointing, the Luke 4:18 anointing, that the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon you because He has anointed you to preach the good news to California, to those around, that the Spirit of the Lord has sent you to send, release the brokenhearted, to set up, set the captives free so the lame would walk and the blind would see and the deaf would hear in the mighty name of Jesus. And so we release that anointing, the Spirit of anointing, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord upon you right now, in Jesus' name. Right upon you right now, the anointing of heaven. Wow. You know, we believe family on a mission, so we believe that out of the mouths of infants and babes, God has ordained perfect praise to silence His enemies, and so we release that over Karis and Raya as well, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we, I just wanna bless you to, with friendships. Um, I bless Karis and Raya with incredible friendships as they go to school. And I bless Michael and Ashling. Thank you for the amazing team that are going with them. And I bless them with great and deep friendships that are like family. And we bless you to go with a, not just a declaration, but a demonstration of, of the kingdom in Jesus' name. Fire of God, fall on this family. Let them always be around the fire pit. <laughs> yes, you be the fire pit. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I want to invite uh, the rest of the team. I want to invite the rest of the team that's going to San Diego to come up now. We would love to, to pray with you. But we're going we're gonna to close the meeting now uh, on, online. Yeah, so thank you for joining us in person and online, particularly those of you that are online. Thank you for, for joining us. Uh, we love you. We pray that you'd have an incredible week filled with the power and the glory and the joy of heaven, that you would walk in the power of your oneness with Christ Jesus in the power of the Spirit, bringing the kingdom wherever you go. And we bless you, church family. And, um, and uh, we're gonna you know, draw the meeting to a close. So uh, please um, enjoy some fellowship together and um, God bless you. And San Diego team, please come up. So that's... Uh, Felix and Ashley, who are um, it's currently in um, Winston-Salem.